Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. We welcome you into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. And we'd rather be doing this in a different fashion, in a different manner, and with a different topic in mind. But pleased to be joined by the Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics, Sandy Barber. Sandy, not the best of circumstances, but appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Well, no, Brian, thank you. Appreciate uh, the opportunity. And, uh, you know, obviously this is a community that's very well connected and passionate and, uh, and and particularly connected around um, our students and our student athletes and our intercollegiate athletics programs and and that's all kind of been uh, been been cut cut off and and so all of these different kinds of opportunities to actually have some conversation and uh, talk about uh, Penn State athletics and particularly our incredible students uh, I'm I'm pleased to be doing that. Yeah, I wanted to start with that too, almost as a disclaimer that with everything going on with the pandemic and the coronavirus crisis around the globe, there are a lot bigger things in play than sports here. That being said, for Penn State student athletes, coaches, staff, fans, uh, you and I, a huge part of our life is sports. And, and number one, we want everyone to be safe and healthy, but this is an unusual time and sports teaches us lessons about life and life lessons so this this is an experience for everyone, really. Oh, absolutely, Brian. I mean, you know, first and foremost, this is bigger than sport, um, and and that's that. There's no doubt about it. And ultimately, all the steps that we're taking um, are uh, based on uh, medical advice, based on the the health and safety, and protecting the health and safety of our students, our, our staff, and, and ultimately any impacts um, that it might have on our community. But having said that, uh, sport is um, a really powerful social uh, entity, and um, this is a loss. This is a, this is a huge loss. And when you take it down to, to the individual level, you know, obviously in the last five, six days, I've spent a lot of time thinking about uh, individual students and, and particularly seniors. You know, it's hard enough mm-hmm. when a season ends kind of unexpectedly, you know, based on a loss or maybe for an individual based on, on an injury. But this this came out of left field. This came out of left field um, in, in terms of its impacts and the suddenness of uh, the conclusions um, to these seasons uh, for, for our winter and spring sports student-athletes. And, and yet at the same time, we're learning every day uh, about this uh, about this coronavirus and about the pandemic and, uh, you know, maybe how we should have acted sooner. Yeah, and this is something that evolves not only day to day, but hour to hour, it seems, or even minute to minute. Sandy, take us back over the last couple of weeks. What has the experience been like from your position and when did you start to know that this may become a, a reality here? Well, I would, uh, from a from an institutional standpoint, the university has uh, been looking at this um, uh, in an organized way. I would say for uh, over a month, and uh, making sure that as 
there were um, obviously implications in other countries uh, that we were taking health and safety precautions here that were prudent based on what we knew, based on the medical advice uh, that we were, were getting at the time. So we, as, as an athletic department, had been participating in, in those conversations. And then um, the campus started to look at perhaps distance learning. Uh, the remote delivery um, of uh, of classes. You know, we were in a little bit of a unique situation. There, uh, our spring break was a little bit early um, based on the calendars of a lot of other schools. So last week, with our students being gone, um, I'll break it down in, in from an athletics perspective. Fall sports students were away, were at home, were on spring break, were, were wherever they uh, deemed it appropriate to be. Um, our winter sports student athletes were either on the road with their teams or they were here training. Uh, and then our spring sports student athletes were all mostly um, on the road uh, with traditional uh, spring break uh, trips and, and competition. So it became clear, um, I believe, Tuesday, uh, what direction the university was going to, to, uh, to move in from a, a precautionary uh, standpoint, which was to go to uh, to the remote delivery. Um, I believe that was announced on Wednesday. Uh, I was supposed to leave Wednesday morning to go to Indianapolis mm-hmm. uh, for Big Ten meetings ahead of our men's basketball participation in the Big Ten tournament. And um, um, I canceled my 5.55 a.m. flight on, uh, on Wednesday morning uh, to participate in some university discussions and then prepare some communications. Then I was uh, supposed to go with men's basketball at, I believe, like noon that day on their charter. Um, as the day progressed, I canceled that. And uh, we spent uh, we spent the day uh, preparing communications and communicating and, and doing kind of the logistical things that we were going to need to do to prepare student-athletes uh, to either – uh, return to campus or do uh, do their uh, their classroom work uh, remotely. Um, I took that 5:55 a.m. flight Thursday morning <laughs> to uh, to Indianapolis. Arrived in Indianapolis, took a cab to uh, to the arena for our uh, team sh- uh, shoot around, our men's basketball team shoot around. We uh, went back to the hotel. Um, and I immediately jumped on a call with uh, with the other Big Ten ads, and it just it went from there. Uh, and uh, you know, first the uh, the tournament, the Big Ten tournament got canceled. Uh, then uh, the Big Ten took the uh, unprecedented uh, step to uh, cancel all winter and uh, spring sports championships. Uh, the team uh, we jumped on a plane uh, about two thirty, three o'clock Thursday afternoon uh, to come back uh, to State College. And unfortunately, while we were in the air. Um, the, the ultimate decisions were uh, were made by the NCA about canceling uh, the, the the tournament. And um, when uh, when we landed, everybody turned their phones on, and that's how they found out. Um, and that's one of my big regrets uh, in, in in all of this is um, because of how fast this moved, because of social media, uh, because we were all traveling, moving around the country, we weren't all sitting in conference rooms, um, that uh, this news was not managed as well as uh, we would have liked it to have been. It's, you know, under the circumstances, understandable. Uh, but uh, I, I do have lots of regrets around that. 
Yeah, and at the time, a lot of people were wondering if this was the right decision. In retrospect, now it certainly is the right decision. How was the reaction of the basketball team and the players? And then what was the reaction like from other coaches and players from other teams across the the university as you had an opportunity to converse with them? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's anger. It's it's disappointment. It's, you know, the, the immediate, and, and I'm not just talking about our young people, um, but, you know, the immediate response uh, for any of us involved in this is kind of disbelief. Mm-hmm. It's you know how how can how can this happen? How can that be? Um, there's got to be other options, and th- and then your mind goes to well, couldn't we do this or couldn't we do that or why why didn't why 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 didn't we do that? Um, I would say in the moment, um, I completely understood. Now I, I also had um, a lot of the the background information and the medical advice and the um, the the uh, the thoughts around you know, uh, blunting the, the, the curve, flattening it and, and, the uh, all of the information around, um, even, even young people who aren't as susceptible to, to really serious implications, health implications from this, they still have serious implications to our community, um, and, and carrying this. So, um, I, I did have the benefit of, of all that, that, that we now have today. So I certainly understood and agreed with and supported um, the the fact that we couldn't have thousands and thousands of people gathering in in arenas or indoor tracks or natatoriums or uh, you know forty thousand people in Minneapolis for a wrestling champion an NCAA wrestling championship. Um, but I I did feel like um, there there were thoughts in my mind about. Um, you know why? Why do we have to cancel mm-hmm. everything? Can't we um, take a kind of a wait and see uh, a, approach? And and I think that would have been defensible as well. Yeah. And yet now, five six days later, uh, four five six days later, um, it, it's clear that uh, that we're not we're not going to be in a position. Um, to gather thousands and thousands of people anytime soon. So um, in retrospect, I think it was absolutely the right decision. Incredibly painful, incredibly painful. And that's understandable. And the wide variety of reactions from tears to, uh, you know, I've talked to a number of our coaches uh, over the course of the last few days, and it's, uh, you know, everything from, Sandy, we weren't doing particularly well, but I love this team. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want this to end or, or, you know, we had a chance to win it all. Um, and uh, it's, it's all of that. But I will say, Brian, that all of my um, feelings um, and emotions and, and um, how I look at Penn State as an institution and athletic department have only been um, heightened and solidified in, in uh, throughout this, mm-hmm. we're about each other. We're about people, and yes, people have mentioned national championships and selection Sunday, and and you know Lamar Stevens being seven points shy of the uh, of the career record, and our men's hockey team, you know, having a legit uh, chance to win and win the Frozen Four. And those things have all been mentioned. Of course, they have. That they're part of who we are. 
Um, but but the predominant conversation has been around who we are as a community and, and what we mean to each other and our connectedness and our engagement. Yeah, and I want to get into what Penn State and what the plans are to recognize and honor those players and teams that have achieved something special. But, but first, Sandy, at this time, what is Penn State doing? What are they asking student-athletes to do? What is the plan right now as the university shifts all online and the Big Ten says no organized team activities through the first week of April? So that's what we've been spending our time, I would say, uh, for the better part of the last four, uh, four plus four or five days. Um, and uh, we have, first and foremost, followed the university's lead. Um, all of our students are being encouraged to go home, um, to, to leave campus. Um, there are a variety of, of reasons uh, for indiv- individuals where that's, that's not, either it's not an option, like some of our international students, or it's it's not the wisest option that they're actually better off here um, than they would be uh, at home. We've had several sets of parents that have said, I don't, I don't, given where they might live, I don't want, we don't want them coming home. They, they'll be better. They'll be safer um, in state college. Uh, So we, we screened uh, uh, all of the student requests uh, to stay. Uh, There weren't a lot. Uh, there, there were a lot, you know, we have a little over 800 uh, student athletes. And um, I think at our best count yesterday, uh, we had uh, mid 20s who were living on campus uh, and in on campus facilities, which the university is uh, providing for students in general, um, who meet certain criteria. Uh, some of the ones I just talked about, we have students who need to be here for academic reasons. We have students who need to be here for, for medical reasons, uh, meaning that they've just had a, a surgery um, and, and their rehab needs to take place uh, here uh, with their physician. And, and we have students that have a variety of other, other reasons, uh, again, why they're, why they're better off here. So we've got uh, mid-20s being housed on campus. Uh, we've probably got another 40, mid-40s um, that uh, live, in, uh, live full-time in off-campus uh, apartments or off-campus housing, uh, and um, they have stayed. Uh, we are providing, uh, the university is providing uh, food service for those that they've approved to stay, um, and then we are providing both medical care and, and academic uh, support through our Morgan Academic Center. Now, just like the library, it's, there's going to be limited hours because we have limited uh, staffing, um, but all of are, let's say at this point, mid-60s, um, let's say 65 student-athletes who have stayed in the area um, have an opportunity uh, to, uh, to be seen uh, medically. Obviously, they're getting advice from a coronavirus standpoint um, that if, if they believe that they are um, exhibiting symptoms to call or text their trainer, um, and those things will be handled with all the precautions that uh, we're doing as a community. But if they're rehabbing a knee or a shoulder uh, or something and need to, to come in um, to the training, then that's being handled. Um, and then the same for uh, for the Morgan Academic Center. And just so fans out there listening have an idea, all the teams that were traveling, any student athletes that were away for spring break, whatever, have they have they all been accounted for, healthy as you can share with us, whether they're coming back to campus or going home wherever they were going was the athletic department able to communicate with them? Yes, that's a that's a great uh, clarification, Brian. I appreciate it. We had all of our teams return to State College, um, uh, but they were all here, uh, accounted for, safe, 
by uh, Friday night, by mid- midnight uh, on, on Friday night. And then most of them, not all, most of them dispersed uh, from there with the uh, with all of this happening while students were away on spring break. Uh, the university provided uh, an opportunity for students to come back and get books, get laptops, get personal items out of uh, out of their dorm rooms. So our student athletes have also had uh, obviously that same opportunity. Yeah, let's shift gears here now. And we we're talking about how do you honor and celebrate some of the accomplishments that a lot of the teams, whether it's a winter sports team that wasn't able to compete for a championship or a spring sports team that was off to a great start this year. And I think men's basketball with the magnitude of March Madness was at the forefront of everyone's mind. And obviously they were going to earn a bid on Selection Sunday. And I know you were a proponent, Sandy, uh, of having an announcement of a NCAA basketball tournament bracket. So what is going to be done for the program, for Pat, for the seniors and everything they accomplished this year? Yeah, honestly, Brian, I, I'm a I'm a proponent that that we do everything we we can. I mean, I was asked uh, by uh, by a media member specifically about uh, men's basketball and and the and the bracket. You know, I I I think we ought to figure out a way. And and believe me, I understand. Dave Gavitt's got a, a vice president for for men's basketball for the NCA. He's got a really really tough job, and I don't disagree with all of the information he's put out there about what the challenges are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think um, that we need to find a way to, to do a men's and women's basketball bracket, to do a or men's and women's uh, ice hockey bracket. Because then, you know, the media can speculate. I mean, they're doing it anyway. <laughs> but uh, the media can then take that and have some, have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, it. It's fraught with, with challenges. And, and problems, um, but I, I think it's worthwhile. We we got some really great uh, brains out there, and uh, and a lot of intellectual firepower. And I, I bet we can we can come up with a way to, to to do it. But one of the phone calls I had to make was to John Gondak, um, who was sitting in his hotel room in in New Mexico with the men's and women's uh, indoor track championship starting the next day. And, uh, you know, so what, what can, what can we do for, for track? Obviously those, those fields had been set. Those, those young men and young women knew that they were in and knew they were going to get a chance to compete. They didn't get that opportunity to compete. Um, so it's, uh, you know, we have fencers, uh, we had a fencing team, um, that knew it could compete, uh, for the national championship, uh, swimmers, um, gymnasts. Now, you know, our two gymnastics programs were not as far along, um, they hadn't had their Big Ten uh, championships, so it's uh, it's difficult. It's challenging. There's no doubt about it. Um, but but I think we I think we've got we got to spend more time um, thinking about it because I think these young men and women uh, d- deserve it. From a from a Penn State standpoint, I'll be I'll be really honest. We've been focused on the logistics of accounting for everybody. Um, there have been, uh, we, we did have some, some students, uh, both international students and domestic students who over spring break had been, uh, places, um, that we, that as an institution, um, we felt like we needed to take some precautions. We had staff members, um, that had taken the opportunity for spring break to, to go some places. So we needed to make sure we had all that accounted for and that people that needed to, uh, to self quarantine, uh, we're properly instructed to do so, and, and and then are doing so. So we we have not really 
had an opportunity um, to, uh, to to talk about specifics. Although I know our marketing team uh, is, uh, is 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 doing some brainstorming, so I know that uh, from and they're they're doing it uh, remotely. Uh, they're practicing uh, social distancing. We've not really had an opportunity to sit down and and uh, and talk about specifics, um, but there's no doubt. Um, there is a commitment uh, on this department's part uh, when the time is right uh, to do it and, uh, and, and, and to, to do it in, uh, you know, in a big way because these young people deserve that. Yeah, Sandy, you've used the word disappointed a couple of times. So what was the message that you were able to share with those coaches and those players? Can you give us a, a little insight into the conversation that you had with them uh, as their season concluded? Yeah, it's... Um... You know, uh, it was uh, it was it was certainly heartfelt. It was um, making sure um, that they understood that these decisions were not uh, not done casually. No one was cavalier about their opportunity to compete, and and obviously taking that away. Um, that this was about solid um, science um, and and medical advice. I mean, our kids are are really smart and. And um, and they needed to hear that. They needed to hear that um, that the adults were uh, that the adults understood, um, and not that that many of them or not all of them are, are adults, but um, that that those that were making these decisions didn't just think that this was no big deal um, to end their season. And then just to let them know that that I, that I knew this was devastating. Um, you know, I was talking to a coach yesterday and I said, um, and it's been a long time, but as a coach, I mean, the most depressed I've ever been consistently, um, was at the end of seasons when it was, when it was just over and, um, that we all needed to take care of each other, um, and that we would get through this, um, and that as much as this hurt right now and that my heart ached for them and still does today um, that 20 years from now we'll look back on this and this will um, particularly for our students there will be lessons from this that will make them better husbands and wives and 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 fathers and mothers um, and community leaders Um, and that I don't blame them for not not believing that or not thinking that right now because it just hurts and um, and that hurt is natural and okay, um, but let's hurt together. And the NCAA already announced that it's going to provide an extra year of eligibility for spring sport athletes. There are obviously a lot of dynamics going on here. How do you envision this transpiring? And, and could it perhaps transpire for winter sport athletes as well who who haven't had the opportunity to compete in a championship? Yeah, let me take the let me take the spring sport first mm-hmm. um, because I do I do think that there um, uh, and I've been a part of a number of conversations, particularly over the course of the last two days, trying to get to the bottom of uh, the logistics because they're important. Um, I appreciate that, uh, particularly for um, for our spring sport students, that uh, the NCA felt it was important to quickly get that out there. Um, because they're making plans, um, uh, but uh, the the details are important. 
too. <laughs> and um, so we're, uh, we're we're trying to we're trying to work through those. Um, and we don't have any answers at this point, but I can I can identify um, for our listeners um, w- what the kind of salient points are. Um, and, and obviously, it's financial aid. Um, we've we've already committed uh, mostly to a group of freshmen to replace the seniors that um, we believed were leaving, and uh, so there would need to be to keep those seniors, allow those seniors to stay uh, and do another year. Um, there would need to be accommodations on the on the financial aid, and that we can do. Um, then what are the what are the implications as it relates to squad limits? Um, uh, at face value, that that we can do. Obviously, a financial implication, um, but also uh, you know all of us, uh, particularly at the at the Power Five level. Uh, manage a pretty fine balance as it relates to proportionality uh, from a gender equity and a Title IX standpoint. Um, you know that's not just something that's going to get waived um, because uh, we, we've had a, a, a worldwide health crisis. So just lots of lots of things uh, to, to think about. Uh, we we are working on it. I do as much as there is some urgency around those details. Uh, we also have to get it right. Um, and, and that holds true uh, also of, uh, of the winter sports, obviously different, uh, a different dynamic. Um, most of our spring sports uh, were less than uh, a third uh, through their season. Um, uh, and, and obviously with conference and uh, NCAA uh, championships or, uh, to, to follow. Um, and, and the winter sports were, some of them were done. Uh, some of some of them, uh, uh, most women's basketball programs had uh, across the country had gotten through their conference tournaments, um, and and certainly some of those uh, some of those programs uh, were not going to advance uh, to NCAs or or women's uh, NIT. So some of them were done. Uh, some of them were at, towards the end of the regular season. Some of them had gotten through uh, through Big Tens or their conference tournament. And we're, we're headed to NCAs. I've already talked about our indoor track program was actually sitting at the site uh, and got, got it canceled uh, from under them. So that's very different uh, than where our spring sports uh, were. No less gut-wrenching. Um, actually, in many cases, more, more gut-wrenching um, because of, of, a, of a team or an individual uh, on the precipice of a, of a pursuit of a national championship. So to, to, be, to be seen, to be determined, uh, lots of conversations to, to happen. And I'm guessing the answer to this last question may be to be determined as well because of the, the evolving health crisis and everything going on. But is there any sense of when, not even to get back for a competition, but when student-athletes may have a chance to get back on campus to train, and then when is there a chance that this could go into football season? Is it just too early to make any type of decision at this time? Yeah, I, I think, Brian, you know, that's the question everybody wants to know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all do. Um, and, uh, you know, how much, how, much, uh, how much food and toilet paper do we have uh, <laughs> stocked up at, uh, at, at home? But um, it's, you know, the, the answer to that question is we will get back on campus and we will get back to, to normalcy when it's healthy to do so, right? Um, and um, we, we don't know when that is. I I do know, um, and and I'm obviously not a 
medical professional. Um, I, I do have, um, unfortunately and fortunately, I guess, some in my family. I'm getting all kinds of information uh, from them, uh, including a couple that live in the Bay Area, uh, which which obviously is, is on lockdown. But um, I, I do know that if we want any chance to, to have this thing start to normalize anytime soon, we need to all do everything that we're being told to do. And, uh, and, and that's why it was so important um, that the sports world do what it did, um, not only to protect the health and welfare of, of the individuals who compete um, and, and those that would come and, and watch us, but our entire communities, and also to set the example, um, which is, again, we started with the, the power of sport. This, is, uh, this health crisis is way bigger than sport. Um, and yet at the same time, and I'm, you know, I'm an optimist by trade and, and um, I'm already looking at coming out the other side of this uh, in a whole lot of different ways. And number one, to make sure we're prepared. Um, but number two, um, I know that sport will be a part of the healing, will be a part of uh, the restoration, part of us coming back as communities. And I know specifically that Penn State Athletics for Happy Valley and Center County and this community will be a huge part um, of bringing us all back together. Sandy, that's a great way to end it. Appreciate the time. I know you're very busy, but hopefully we can chat again soon. And hopefully when we talk next time, there'll be some clarity as to, to when we're getting back to some normalcy. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it and I hope you and your family stay well. Yeah, same with you. Sandy Barber, the Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics at Penn State. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.